You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 99. We're nearly at 100, but um, there's no party planned. But anyway, we'll just keep going. I'm Steve Burnham, joined by Dennis and Letty. Today, we're, we're climbing on the cloud. Um, uh, Dennis and Letty have brought to my attention that the Tax Practitioners Board have issued some guidance on cloud computing. Um, it's to do with a code of professional conduct, I believe. Guys, what's the story? What are they doing? The Tax Practitioners Board is looking to issue more definitive um, pronouncement on the use of cloud services by the tax agents. Um, so it's available in a draft form until the um, end of the month, and it is open for um, for submissions. Now, essentially, the um, announcement is defining the uh, cloud computing um outlining relevant considerations and then looking at how the code of professional conduct of tax agents applies to cloud arrangements. Yes, so uh, Steve and Dennis, as you well know, cloud computing is not just a tax agent thing. It applies to so many areas of our lives. And what the Tax Practitioners Board has done in their draft guidance is actually give us a definition, so to speak, so that we know exactly what services they yeah. are, they are talking it's about. Sort of, it's guidance. sort of a way of doing business, isn't it? Yes. What, what's, the, what's the concern with, the, so, uh, with cloud computing? Well, um, you know, there, are, there are a number of concerns in relation to um, safeguarding the actual information stored. But before we jumped into that, I think we should have, um, and as the announcement um, um, shows us some sort need to be put into what's, what is cloud computing. So yeah. f- according to this uh, guidance, draft guidance, the cloud computing is recognized to be a, um, a provision of information technology resources as a service. So rather than um, leasing or renting out equipment, the the resource of this equipment is provided as as a service to in this case tax practitioners. So the guidance delineates um, several types of services such as software platform or infrastructure as a service. But essentially, um, uh, the essence of it is that uh, a certain IT um, infrastructure and resources are made available to a tax practitioner, and they're made available through a network, typically an internet. Now, um, one of the features of such arrangements um, is that uh, usually these resources are located not necessarily even in the same country as a tax practitioner is in. You know, the um, the the resource, the IT resource, can be miles and miles away in in a different state altogether. This creates certain issues uh, when uh, disputes arise uh, or where the parties um, um, seek to resolve any uh, problems with the information. Now, the uh, TPB. Goes uh, advises practitioners to um, to uh, address several considerations prior to entering into arrangements uh, to acquire um, cloud computing um, services. Mm, I suppose security is a big one of them. Yeah, I'd yes. imagine. So what the guidance does, it lists some general considerations. Yep. So more commercial or practical considerations for practitioners to think about if they want to enter into one of these arrangements. Or in fact, if they're already in a cloud computing arrangement and just want to make sure that everything's going A-OK. Yep. They also, the guidance also puts down some 
consideration should do with actually following the code of conduct that all registered agents must adhere to. So first of all, I'll go over the list of general considerations. Right. So these include things like whether there are any limitation of liability arrangements, uh, whether the provider of these cloud services that you're using is allowed to unilaterally change relevant terms of the agreement. In other words, can they change details such as how or where the data is stored without your consent or without your knowledge even? And how is the information being transferred between systems? So how does it go between your computer at your desk to their cloud at some other country yeah, for some reason? Yeah. And how is the information even being stored? Uh, what information is being held offshore outside of Australia, what information is held on Australian land. Yep. Because where it's held, those the whichever country it is, those local laws may also impact how the information... Okay, is transport, transferred or That's right, or, or yeah. privacy concerns and so forth. Also have to look at the processes that the cloud provider have in place in relationship to backup and archiving of information. Look, I think we've all experienced losing a file and oh, not yeah. saving it, yeah. or it's on the hard drive and the computer dies and it's all over, <laughs> right? Um, what security controls are there in terms of things like passwords, encryption, etc.? cetera? Uh, any protections to prevent the service access being disrupted? Would it really be easy for a hacker or is yeah, it easy for yeah. someone to get your password or something like that? How about the processes for managing and resolving disputes in relation to accessing client information? Is it that everyone thinks they have the right to access the information? Is it that only certain key personnel should be able to access it? What's the deal? And what processes are in place when the arrangement ends? So yep. for example, the return of the data or access to the data held in the cloud once you terminate your agreement with that particular provider and perhaps you want to change providers. Now we're also also going to have a quick look at the the specific factors to consider when we're thinking about the code of professional conduct that all registered agents must adhere to. So these include things like the rule that you must keep client information confidential and you right. must not disclose it to the third party without the client's permission. That's, oh, yeah. that's actually a really major one. Yeah. So the Tax Practitioners Board has said that a third party is any entity other than the client and the registered practitioner. So this very well includes entities that stores data off-site. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there is a distinction between mere data storage. So that third party may be contracted to store the data, but they can't actually access it. So that's okay. one but, thing. Yeah, yeah, but okay. on the other side of the coin, to what extent would you be disclosing that information to the third party? Mm. So so the Code of Professional Conduct really covers disclosure that is disclosure to a third party that the client hasn't agreed to. But if it's just mere storage, it's then sort that of not so may, may not be such a big okay. problem. Yeah. Obviously, you do have all the issues you do with security of the data and so forth. Yeah, yeah. But that's where you've got to be very um, mindful of what, what are you actually contracting to in your terms and conditions. Yeah. So the draft guidance sets out some factors to consider and these include that the practitioner must obtain permission from every client before releasing their client information to a third party and that includes cloud service providers. It is also recommended that the practitioner clearly informs the client about the, dis the proposed disclosure, including 
where the disclosure will be made, to whom it will be made, and where the data will be stored. Right. Client permission could be by way of a letter of engagement or signed consent or other sort of relevant communications. And there should also be appropriate controls to maintain confidentiality and integrity. For example, encryption or using passwords and so forth. So just in case anything bad happens and we all know that computers crash. Well, they do. But I suppose there's a little bit of security in knowing that if you do lose a file, it's probably over there. It's stored in this cloud uh, for you. So that's one good thing. Yeah, these IT security concerns are um, high on the mind of practitioners as well as ATO these days. As evidenced in the ATO open forums, there is lots of talk about cybersecurity and the inappropriate use of information by outsiders, by third parties. So um, uh, the distinction between data storage and disclosure is crucial here, and um, uh, we only wish the tax the tax practitioners board to clearly delineate the two terms and to provide more guidance in relation uh, to um, you know data storage and how it's different to disclosure yeah um, and also in terms of getting client permission for storage now in terms of getting back to the security issue um, the tax practitioners board advises several several safeguards such as uses of an encryption, security credentials, access controls, etc., and appropriate audit trails when data is um, accessed. Um, um, these these are sort of common sense, um, really common sense guidelines when IT security um, is um, is concerned. I guess it's, um, it's just a reminder to tax practitioners that um, they have to take uh, IT security seriously, seriously. these days. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it's a cloud arrangement or local storage. Mm-hmm. Now, um, with the use of cloud services, the another, another matter that's relevant is the, um, the obligations under the Privacy Act 1988. Um, that's the law sets out a number of of um, Australian privacy principles, and they and they govern the use and storage of personal information. So, so the tax practitioners are not only bound by the guidelines of TPB, but also by the federal law. Right. Um, now, uh, in terms of the responsibilities um, for the breaches of the professional code, the um, TPB uh, may impose certain sanctions if the tax practitioners breach the code uh, in the context of cloud arrangements. So that's it's another area to um, sort of 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 concern and and another area to to um, pay attention to when when running a practice. So you got to be familiar with what they what they they want. So I'm assuming that if a tax agent promises to adhere to the code of professional conduct. Uh, the cloud computing arrangements will be written into that code as well, or is it another? No, it's layer? more the, the the code of professional conduct. It basically sets out the rules and guidelines for how practitioners must behave. Yeah. So all the morals and ethics and behaviours and so forth. And so any sort of arrangement that you enter into, whether it's entering a cloud arrangement or otherwise, oh, otherwise, yeah. You you basically have to see how that marries up with okay. your obligations under the code. So, for example, in a situation like this where we're talking about cloud arrangements, the relevant code item, it's really talking about confidentiality of client right. information. Okay. So, 
they're not suggesting that you, you know you would definitely breach it, but it's just something to consider. It, really. It's another way to yeah. So it's sort of be alert but not alarm type of yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. And what the TPB has done is the draft guidance is because something like this, it's not just a tax service issue, it's really a whole government, in fact, a whole society issue these days, oh, yeah, cloud computing. Yeah. So they've actually got a uh, list of resources, not just from their own website, so there is some TPB guidance in terms of things like confidentiality, conflicts of interest, and so forth, yeah. but also guidance available from other government bodies, for example, the ATO or the Department of Communications or the Department of Defence Cybersecurity Operations Centre hmm. and even the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner okay. that can help the tax practitioners yeah. to get a broader a better understanding. To get a handle on of, the whole tax right, thing. That's right, because it is not just about tax, it's also about cybersecurity in general. And the, the, those links are in the TPB document, are they? They are. Okay, that's great. All right, well, uh, listeners, you can go and search for that uh, uh, document on the TPB um, website. Um, so it sounds like it's worth having a read and getting familiar with all the ins and outs of cloud computing. Um, okay, thanks, Dennis, and thanks, Lady. Thank listeners, we'll see you next week. <laughs>